You're listening to We Digress with Dave and Deb Beto, conversations about addiction, recovery, and faith. Well, this episode is the second part of a conversation we started in the last episode about community and the vital role community plays specifically in addiction recovery. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we recommend listening to it first. And here we go. thinking about that, Dave, is sometimes people have stepped away from community Mm. before their crisis. And so interesting. Yeah. So there's already this distance between them and the community that could support them. There's a lot of people right now that I can think of who have struggled. And so they've stepped away um, from church for one reason or another, or, you know, like I said, they moved away to a different community, or there's already this separation between them and their family. So that when they do have a crisis, they feel alone and they have to work harder to find that. And sometimes, often I think, We have this American independent mindset. You know, we've just inherited this from our pioneer ancestors, you know, who were like, we left our home country because you're not going to tell us what to do. (laughs) Um, Go out there and do all this by myself. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, even those people had some sort of community around them. They They brought the community with them. They did. They brought their community with them. So they had... People who, when you can't plow your land, yeah, some of them died because they couldn't grow Have you never crops. seen Little House on the Prairie? Oh, no. What's that movie? <laughs> what's the movie where she's out plant water? I'm sorry. Oh, Places, Places in, in the, the Heart. heart. Sorry. sorry, we digress. Oh, my favorite. Places in the Heart. And raising a barn, though, you need a bunch of people to help raise you that do, wall. You do. Five but, o'clock, time for milking. Yes, but we have lost this. Yeah. That that connection. Now, farming communities, I think in some ways they still have it. Like sure. just the other day, I saw this thing pop up on Facebook about how at a, an auction just this year when somebody was going to lose their farm, how everybody who came decided they weren't going to bid because they didn't want their neighbor to lose Little the farm. Little House on the Prairie. Oh my, yes. Yeah. So that does still happen in rare cases. But, you know, when the housing crisis hit and everyone was losing their homes in the mortgage crisis, we weren't all coming out to say, you know, we're we're all going to help you keep your home. No, we're like, I've been watching HGTV. (laughs) We're going to flip that. I can flip that. Sorry, you can live in the shed. Yeah, it's just, I mean, not everybody is mercenary like that. And by definition, I'll throw this in, and you've done a ton more research on some of this than numbers, but by definition, and addicts isolate. Yes. So not only are you stepping away for reasons from your community, addicts and addicts family isolate. We want to fix this. It's shameful. We want to fix it ourselves. I don't want to be around people who make me feel bad. Whether you're meaning to make me feel bad or not, mm-hmm. we isolate. It's a powerful thought that we need to ask for community, look for community. And as a community, you know, we may have burned through those, but there are always others. Believe it or not, you know, we talked about law enforcement. There actually is help. When you get in trouble, most of the guys and women I know in law enforcement kind of want to help at some level. Maybe it's medical. You know what? There might be, maybe you have to go to those who are paid to help take care of you mm-hmm. rather than those who just feel like it. We were talking earlier about how our book, The Heart of Recovery, it's coming out November 5th. In the beginning of our, our book, this is a little quote from um, Madeline Lingle or in the front's piece, whatever it's called. I don't even know what this page is called. The front? Yeah. Okay. 
we are lost unless we can recover compassion, without which we will never understand charity. We must find, once more, community, a sense of family, of belonging to each other. And by charity there, she means love, because, you know, in the old King James, faith, hope, and charity. But finding this sense of community, and it's weird to me that she wrote that, I don't know, like in the 1970s, long before social media. But our independence started when we, like our independence from each other, when, you know, we have appliances and things now and we have cars and we have. I think we had cars in the 70s. Oh, yes. But I mean, that's just why she's saying this. Right, right. Why she was saying this is we have all these modern inventions, even in the 70s, even 50. No, that was 40 years ago. Even 40 years ago. Yeah. Lots of modern inventions that allow us to be more independent. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and to drive a distance for our community. You know, so we can drive 20 miles to church if we want to. We can work in a completely different town. We can take our kids and drop them off at mom's a half an hour away rather than depending on our next door neighbor. We don't necessarily go to the doctor that's around the corner. We don't go to the grocery store that's right down the street. So, so that you have to even 40, even 50, even 60 years ago, this need to try and see how we can be dependent on each other again, rather than be so independent, that is still a necessary part of creating and maintaining a sense of community. For those of us reaching out for community, we need to do that. We need to be aware of that. Yes. And that it's so easy. It's much more easy to isolate yourself now than it ever has been. You can even get your groceries delivered. You don't have to go out there. Wait a minute. Really? I know. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I am living in sweat. That has happened. That's been going on for a long time, but um, it's just now really, uh, really taken hold around here. I have noticed the one. Because I've gotten in trouble for parking in the wrong spot. They have yeah. spots right by the door so you can order it. Uh-huh. I'm sure everyone knows this. And then just pull up and someone runs out and delivers it to your car so you never have to get out of your car. You can continue listening to a really good podcast. Hint, hint. Uh, go ahead. So what was your next thought? So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about our book and why, what it's about and why we wrote it. Because, okay, is this book for people who are in addiction, how to get out of addiction? Or is this going to tell me how my loved one can be healed from addiction? It's mainly for people who know someone who is struggling with addiction or who is in recovery, which according to statistics now is at least half of us. Well, this is my whole point I was just going to make. Here's my point on safety nets and my point on community. Um, So, yes, our book is specifically, yes, if you're an addict, it'll be helpful. If Mm -hmm. you're a family of an addict, it'll be helpful. But it's really for everybody because here's my point. You already are part of someone's safety net. Yes. Whether you think you are or not and whether you have training to or not, it doesn't matter. The people that were our safety net did not have training. Mm -hmm. They didn't even think about it. It came up. It was thrust upon them and they responded with open arms and said, let's mess up together. Mm -hmm. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And they weren't so worried about doing everything right all along the way. Oh, am I, is me giving you a ride to work enabling? Mm -hmm. Or is they were just like, we love you. We're going to help you out. We're going to do what we can. And we're going to call you on account if we need to. And they may have had that struggle internally. Right. But but they still helped. They did. And, And so the point is right now, this book is for this book is for you because you are the safety net, Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to be. If you want to be part of a community, like Deb was just talking about this idea that 
we need to work harder to stay in community because it's easy to isolate. The other part is we need to work hard to be part of community for others Mm -hmm. and be good noticers Mm -hmm. when there's somebody who's in trouble because you're already there. Yep. This last week, Dave and I went to a community forum and um, it's just a small group of people in our county who are really committed and dedicated to substance abuse prevention. And I know there's more people than that, but these people are really trying to spearhead connecting those parts of the safety net so that we are supporting each other because the thing about the opioid crisis, which we are talking about because of our personal experience with it and because it's just such a huge explosion right now, and it's been in the news a lot for the last 10 years or more. I I mean, this is for us too, this, this common feeling of not in my house, not in my neighborhood, not in my town, that those things are not happening, that it's restricted to some, you know, to Kentucky. Some mythical bad part of town. Or, you know, this is what we've been reading a book by Beth Macy called um, Dope Sick, which is an absolutely phenomenal book, giving the history of the opioid crisis in America. It's fantastic. And I highly recommend it for history of the crisis. But hillbilly heroin is what they called Oxycontin for a while. So there is still this stigma where we think it's only, you know, depressed communities or we tend to think that we don't want to believe it's our coworker. It's um, the deacon in our church. It's the mom who I have, you know, coffee with every, yeah, we don't want to believe that, but the crisis of opioid addiction is propelling us into these conversations that for decades we have been able to say that's other than, or, you know, it's existed, but we can call it those people, the other. And and we don't solve it by just by fiat, by saying it's not going to be here. Right. Because then when it does come up, we have this choice to make. We either admit we were wrong and go, you know what? I'm going to offer dignity and hope to this person who needs help. Or I am going to stubbornly come up with some excuse why that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> why that doesn't count against my edict that it's not going to happen here, uh, either in my school or my church. And again, we should strive for that. Absolutely. Right. Hey, we, we want to work ourselves out of business in the yeah. recovery world. You know, it'd be fantastic to say it's a small problem, but we're a long way from that. Yeah. For numerous reasons that we talk about it in the um, first chapter of our book, talk about a lot of those reasons about the way that our nation and our communities have been primed for addiction in our families and right. our, you And know, we weave our story through yes, it as we talk about all of we these, do. these different areas. We do. But I just wanted to tell you the chapters, the parts of the community that we're talking about. We talk about marriage. We talk about extended family and nuclear family. We talk about friendships, the church. We talk about support groups and counseling and rehab, social services, medical care. We don't have as much experience with law enforcement, but we do have a little. And And Deb's a research monster. Um, And we do know, like, for example, our house. (laughs) Like that we live in our actual home. Our our actual home (laughs) that we live in. 
at one time prior to us dwelling here. <laughs> it was a it was a drug house. They it were was, yeah. growing weed in the back and selling heroin. Yeah, and so one time we had to have some investigators came by <laughs> because of some tip that they had gotten when in in prison, <laughs> overheard in prison. And so, you know, an investigator shows up at your front door and they're like, we need to dig things in your backyard. And I think we talked about this before on our podcast. They had to come out a couple of times actually. And um, which if you know us, this is why we have a dog who barks at you when you walk by. So just so you know, right? it's it. There are reasons, but you know, we're standing in our dining room while the, the team is out digging in our backyard for whatever they were looking for. And having a, a local policeman standing in our dining room, telling us how happy they are, the person that they had arrested and that they're doing better and that they're clean. That they're clean. And I know that there's that there are lots of different issues out there regarding law enforcement. But I think being able to hear from someone who regularly or irregularly has to arrest people or investigate crimes, you know, we're a small crime town, but there was a huge heroin ring here. That there is a heart there for getting, solving this crisis, for helping people who are in the crisis. And so, you know, another thing that we don't get into in in our book, though, is is drug courts. There's so much more involved in, in a community. But most of us, most of you who are listening to this podcast probably have the things that we're talking about available to you in your community, or you are a part of that for someone, right. you know, it's someone in your family, it's someone in your church, maybe you're in medical care and there you have a patient who is in recovery from addiction. That is who we're addressing in our book, the community around someone in recovery, around the person's family, right. supporting them, being their safety net. Yeah. And that there's, you know, we are like our stories in it, but there's a lot of good research. Deb's a machine at research <laughs> and a little obsessive. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> just a little. But, um, you know, wanting the idea that that we are someone's safety net, you know, we can learn as we go and as we show compassion and, you know, and, and most of all, though, we want to offer that there's hope. I mean, the fact that here we are mm-hmm. and um, and we're here in large part due to a compassionate community that were not experts that were willing to become experts over time with us. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the church we're a part of and the support group we're a part of and the 12 step and the community groups and our neighborhood, you know, our neighbors all know our story and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's exciting to be a part of that. And I think more and more communities should be. So hopefully this gives you some encouragement, some, some actual tips, some actual like thoughts and ways of thinking that'll be helpful. But I'm going to throw one more thing out. Uh-huh. My conclusion, I'm we're wrapping up, but this will be my conclusion. That'll be helpful, but encouragement to just be ready to stretch out that net when someone's falling yeah. and, uh, and look for someone who's maybe desperately holding on to the end of a rope that someone's dangling off the edge of and like, be another, another strand that can help and strengthen that, you know, maybe there's a wife or a mom or a grandma Mm -hmm. who's, and they're not all women or a grandpa Mm -hmm. or a brother, someone, you know, a pastor who's, I don't know what to do. This guy's showed up that I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. And so I think it's a, it's a good resource and it's kind of our mission in life in a lot of ways now. Yeah. Yeah. 
so we just wanted to introduce you a little bit to that concept of community as we apply it in in our book coming out again on november 5th and available from your favorite retailer <laughs> you made it through this whole podcast actually looking at me i know it was fantastic. across the table i know I'm, it was fantastic you know, <laughs> your shiny eyes are beautiful and wonderful oh thank you how about mine they are good things although it's kind of eclipsed because there's a bright window behind you because the sun came out yeah and Ginny was so good she's been in here the whole time and sleeping on the ground that is impressive it is impressive thank you guys so much we love doing this if you want to share it that'd be fantastic you don't have to don't feel pressure it's okay <laughs> hashtag pressure <laughs>